You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay, a lot of news this week. A lot of news. Uh, We'll go through some of it, starting with some really tragic uh, news that I'm sure you heard yesterday. Um, It was, you know, what everyone was talking about. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie getting divorced. Terrible turn of events, really. Shocking, earth-shattering, devastating, heartbreaking. What other adjectives can I use here? You know, there are two things that jump out at me whenever you uh, have one of these celebrity divorces. Uh, uh, t- two things. First of all, well, it's the it's the familiar lament that uh, the, the why is this news? Why do people care? And I, I have the same question. It's this, it's the question everybody asks, and everybody asks it. Yet there are people who care. So some of the people saying why do people care are the people who care. So maybe they can answer the question themselves. You know, um, but it is an interesting thing because these are just human beings, and the Ange- Angelina and, and Brad Pitt. I mean. They happen to make films. Some pretty good films, I think. I had a big argument with my wife last night, uh, late last night, about whether or not Brad Pitt is a good actor. And, uh, in fact, whether or not there are two elements to the discussion. Is Brad Pitt a good actor? And is he uh, good looking? And I, of course, was on the pro-Pitt side of the discussion for both cases. And my wife was very anti-Pitt. And so we, you know, we had it out as far as that goes. But she hasn't seen a lot of the good Brad. You know, I, she, she's never seen the movie Seven, for instance, which is one of the good, one of the great Brad, Brad Pitt movies. And um, she, she'd never seen it. And I described it to her. I said, oh, it's the one, you know, where the guy kills Kevin Spacey, kills all these people, according to the seven deadly sins. And, and at the end of it, he cuts off Gwyneth Paltrow's head and mails it to uh, Brad Pitt. You know, that one. And now she'll never see it because I described it. Anyway, um, so they're getting divorced. But their divorce isn't any more significant than, uh, than anyone else's. You know, the, the, if the cashier down at Kroger gets divorced, it's not any more or less significant than Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. And that is a significant event in the life of that cashier if she's getting divorced. Just as it's significant in the lives of the movie stars and their families. But is it significant to the rest of us? I don't, I don't think so. But then there's this other thing that I think that I thought about yesterday a little bit. Uh, and look, I'm not much of a bleeding heart. Okay, I think you know that. I'm not, I'm not the most sensitive guy. But even I see this kind of thing happen with the celebrity divorces. And I see how everyone's first reaction is to do what I just did at the very beginning, actually. And make a mockery of it, be sarcastic about it, make jokes about it, almost gleeful kinds of jokes. And that just seems, it's a little bizarre, isn't it? It's kind of bizarre. Now, this isn't a global tragedy. It's not like someone's joking about a, a terrorist attack. But uh, it's, still, it's still weird because these are two human beings, just human beings, who are getting divorced. And whether it's the cashier and her husband or the guy from Fight Club and his wife, whoever it is, two people divorce. 
And, uh, you know, that's a sad thing when people get divorced. But when it's the celebrities, the rest of us are like, <laughs> divorced. <laughs> we make our smarmy, sarcastic remarks. <laughs> They're getting divorced. Yeah, it's really sad. Really super sad about the divorce. <laughs> why do we do that? I just did it. But why do we do Why did I do that? Why do people do that? It's what, what's the, it would, if, if the cashier at Kroger got divorced, you wouldn't, and you know, you found out about it or she told you about it. You would say, oh, that's too bad. But you wouldn't laugh. You wouldn't say, ha, divorced. Yeah. Real, real tragedy over here. So, so sorry for you. You wouldn't say that if anyone else got divorced, but we, we do it with celebrities for some reason. I, I don't know how to explain it. I guess maybe it's a little bit of uh, a little bit of envy that goes into it. If it's beautiful, famous people, it's a little bit of we react that way out of uh, there's that kind of malicious pleasure that we take in watching beautiful people, beautiful, rich people go through difficult things. We we take some kind of pleasure in it. And I think that's part of it. But it's not healthy is what I'm saying. It's not really a healthy reaction. Now, uh, moving on. That was my sensitive guy moment of the day. Now, moving on. I uh, leave Brad and Angelina alone. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Leave them alone. You barbarians. And now I'm being sarcastic again. I just can't. It's a sickness. All right. So I want to talk about Terrence Crutcher and Keith Lamont Scott, the latest victims of uh, alleged victims of alleged racist murderous cops. Now, let's start with Terrence Crutcher. What This is uh, from Monday night. What do, what do we know? We know that Terrence Crutcher got shot and killed in Tulsa um, on Monday. Black man, white cop. And you know that already because you wouldn't be hearing about it otherwise. We wouldn't be talking about it. Well, actually, and because the next one we'll get to in a second, but it doesn't, at this point, it actually doesn't matter the race of the cop. Uh, that doesn't matter. But the race of the person shot does. And only if it's a black person... If it's a white person, you wouldn't hear about it. Nobody would care. Uh, even for the most part, if it was... You don't hear these things about... Um, I mean, when was the last time we had one of these controversies over even a Hispanic or Asian person being shot? And, and that does happen. Much less common with Asians, but happens with his, with Hispanics. You don't hear about that. It's only when a black person... It, it's not because it doesn't happen, by the way. White people, Hispanic people, even Asian people are shot by cops every year and you don't hear about it only if the person is black but crutcher was shot and killed in the middle of the road uh there's there's dash cam video and footage from a helicopter showing a lot of the situation surrounding the shooting although to my knowledge nothing nothing actually shows the moment that he was shot just the moments before and after but the cameras were obstructed during the actual shootings. Um, in, in the moments of the shootings, the cameras were obstructed. The story that we hear, the story from the family, from uh, Black Lives Matter, is that Crutcher had car trouble. Cops show up. They get all angry and excited because Crutcher is black. And apparently they've never encountered a black person before. And so they just pull out their guns and they essentially just shoot him for no reason. They just execute him in the middle of the street for no reason. He had his hands up, compliant, and they just kill him. No reason they just do it because he's black. That's the story. 
And as always, that's the story that was initially told and adopted by almost everyone in the first like 12 seconds after the incident. The, the incident occurs, there's video, and immediately we have this entire story that's constructed. And, um, but the story slowly falls apart in the hours after. Because you go, you watch it for yourself, you see some of the information that has come out in the last few hours, last few days. And the picture, the context begins to open up a little bit, begins to take on some, a different light. There's some nuances that were ignored or uh, lied about in the beginning. So you see, first of all, that Crutcher was stopped, not just in the middle of the road, but mostly on the wrong side of the road facing oncoming traffic, which is strange. Why would I've had car trouble before? I, I, I cannot imagine a situation where you have car trouble and you pull into oncoming traffic because your car is breaking down. In fact, it's pretty rare that your car breaks down just in the middle of the road and you can't get it to the side of the road unless there's no shoulder. But there, there, is, there was a shoulder on the side of this particular road. But whether there's a shoulder or not, you're not going to pull into the other side of the road. But that's what he did, which is kind of strange. Um, you see in the video, the cops have guns on him, barking orders, but Crutcher continues walking away from them towards his vehicle, despite being told to stop. You can hear on the scanner from the radio chatter and the copter that they think the guy's on something. They think he's high. And then, and this you can't see very well either way, but then the cops say, you know, say that he reached into his vehicle and at that point they open fire. Later, we come to find out he had PCP in the car and that's when the pieces really come together to some extent. He had PCP behaving erratically. Seems like he was high and high on a very powerful and dangerous drug, by the way, not just weed. He wasn't drunk or, uh, or, or high on weed. This isn't, this isn't like he had a glass of wine or smoked a joint. This is PCP we're talking about, really hefty, dangerous stuff. And that maybe explains why he's in the middle of the road. In fact, witnesses say, well, the person who called 911 says that Crutcher stopped in the middle of the road and the reason she called is because he stopped in the middle of the road. He got out of his car and he started sprinting away from his car, yelling that it was going to explode. And it wasn't going to explode, by the way. It was not, it was not actually on fire. He thought it was. So he was high. He was hallucinating. Seems pretty clear. Cops show up. They're wary. I mean, you have this guy high on PCP talking about how something's going to explode. So they're wary. They're on edge. Uh, they're, they're, you know, on alert. They pull their guns. They tell him what to do he doesn't do it and then they say that he reached for something and at that point they shot him and a lot is still unknown but that's what we basically know that's that's what we hear from both sides that's the information that we have um but i think we still need to hear more we need the facts we still need more facts before any reasonable and honest person can come to a definitive uh verdict on who's at fault here and uh and whether or not terrence crutcher was actually shot shot on justly and then we have keith lamont scott there were violent protests uh riots actually in north carolina last night um all kinds of chaos going on there L- looting of course there were people throwing rocks at cars off of overpasses which is which is attempted murder okay Throwing a rock at a moving car is attempted murder. You could kill somebody doing that. It should be attempted murder. All those people should be in jail right now. I don't think they are. And this was because Keith Lamont Scott, black man, shot dead um, earlier in the day 
by a black cop. And this happened really quickly. I think he was shot dead Tuesday around 4 p.m. And within hours, there were riots in the street. Because his daughter, this was not caught on video, but his daughter did a Facebook, did I think a Facebook Live video. She got on Facebook Live after it happened and said that uh, Keith Lamont Scott was sitting in his car reading a book innocently. And then he got out of his car holding the book and he was uh, shot dead for no reason because he was holding a book. That's what he says. Cops, on the other hand, say that uh, they were in the area serving a warrant to somebody else, not him. He got out of his car holding a gun, then got back into his car. And then when they approached him, he got out of his car again, brandishing the weapon and posing an imminent danger to those around him. And then he was shot. So they say that he was holding the gun and then he was brandishing it. And he was demonstrating himself as a threat. And they don't go into specifics about what that means or in what way. So we still need more information. But cops have confirmed that he did have a gun. It wasn't a book. It was a gun. Again, we don't have the full context here. We don't have the full story. But from what we know, a black cop shot a black guy who had a gun, who was brandishing a gun. That's what we know. And we need more before we can really say for sure who was wrong and who was right. But from what we have, there's no reason for protests obviously certainly no reason for protest based on race and there really haven't been protests i guess there's just been riots and looting and violence in north carolina on the part of uh, black lives matter embarrassing themselves once again making uh, a disgrace of themselves once again and now here are two things i want to say about all this first of all this is and i don't know how many times i have to say it this is not whatever you want to you know whatever claims you want to make whatever side you take Even if you think both of these shootings were unjust, and I don't know how you could come to that conclusion right now before all the facts are in, uh, and and especially considering the facts that we do have, such as someone is high on PCP in one situation and brandishing a gun in the other. But um, whatever determination you ultimately make, there's no racial angle here. There's no evidence of racism, particularly in the last situation because it was a black cop. So are we going to believe that this black cop was racist against the black man? And even in the Tulsa situation, we're told that they shot him because he was black. Are we to believe that this is the first time they've encountered a black person? Or are we to believe that they shoot black people every time they see them? Because that seems unlikely to me. Yeah, the police officer in that case was a woman, a white woman. I don't know how, I don't know anything about her. I don't know how long she was on the force. But assuming this wasn't her first day, Um, I think it stands to reason that she's encountered people of all different races, including black people, plenty of times in plenty of different contexts. And has she shot all of them? I haven't heard that information. I haven't heard that she shot anybody else. So it's just this particular individual. If it's if it's his race that made her do it, then why? Just in that particular situation. It's also helpful to note that in uh, in the in Tulsa when the officer fired her weapon there was another officer with her and he shot his taser at the exact same moment now clearly he didn't need to be tased and shot but the point is they both at the exact at the exact same moment independently came to the determination that uh, he was a threat so they both reacted i think that's really important they both reacted which I think gives credence to the idea that he reached into his vehicle. 
um, after being warned many, many times to stop, to stop moving, to get down, to not reach for anything. But he reached into his vehicle, and they both reacted in that exact moment. But like I said, whatever, whatever you say, the, the, there's, there's no evidence that there's any racism here. Second thing, here's, what, here's a tip. Here's some advice that I want to give to uh, Black Lives Matter, to liberals and you know, people in the media. I, I'm actually trying to help you out here. I really am. I'm trying to help you. So you need to listen to this. This is my advice. If you want people to take you seriously, if you want your cause to be uh, heard, if you want your message to get out, then you need to stop lying so much. You have to stop lying. You undermine your own cause when you lie. You destroy your own credibility when you lie. And so even if it turns out in any of these situations, even if it turns out that when it comes down to it, your central point is correct. Your point being that, uh, the, the shooting was unjust that one, that some particular shooting was unjust, that somebody shouldn't have been killed. Even if you're right about that, people aren't going to believe it. They're not going to agree with you because you've covered it in so many lies. And so when this when this kind of thing happens, somebody is shot by the cops and you and you come out and it's not just that you come out and say, oh, uh, he, he should have been shot. You come out and say, oh, he was a saint. He was a, he he worked a charity. He was uh, he was completely compliant. He was obedient. He wasn't armed. He was sober. He was he was uh, just a a pillar of the community. He was the greatest person in the world. He was, you know, reading his Bible at the time of being shot. He was feeding the homeless. You start piling all these things on top of it that you're just making up or or that you've partly made up and you've partly borrowed from the narrative you're hearing from the family and the lawyer of the family of the person that was shot. And it's not that we shouldn't listen to the family or we shouldn't listen to the lawyer of the family, to the family's lawyer. Uh, we, sh- we should listen to them. But their word cannot be gospel because they're biased, clearly. And we've already seen, unfortunately, many, many times when the family and the family friend say things in the wake of these incidents that end up being untrue. And whether they themselves are lying is, you know, it, it, it could just be that they're emotional or they want to believe the best about their slain uh, husband, brother, father, whoever. And that's understandable. But, what, you know, whatever leads to it, we've seen this time and time again that the family and the friend, they come out and they say something and all that stuff ends up being untrue or there's, there's more to the story. So you make up all this stuff and all these things you make up are betrayed only by uh, what the family's lawyer says. You ignore what the cops say. You ignore any other evidence. You create this entire, not just a, it's not just a story about the incident, but you create this entire mythology and it, this happens so quickly, so immediately after one of these shootings that almost immediately you know, you've, you've got the guy's face. He's imprinted on T-shirts all of a sudden and his name is trending and he becomes this myth- mythological folk hero within hours. And there are all these stories piled on top of it. And, and, and very quickly after that happens, the mythology falls apart and more facts come out and all of these things start to deteriorate. And so even if at the bottom, underneath all those lies you told, there's a truth, it's your fault if people won't believe the truth. It's your fault because you chose to tell so many damned lies. 
You chose to do that. And you didn't have to. And this happens every time. Every time. You just you take any one of these Eric Garner in New York. And we heard, oh, he was he was just standing outside of a store innocently, you know, smoking a cigarette, pillar of the community, uh, never been in trouble in his life. And then it comes out that, oh, he's been arrested 30 times. He was uh, outside of the store, you know, selling selling merchandise that he bought inside the store, which is illegal. It was the store. It was the the person the, the person that owns the store called the police. This guy has already been, you know, just all these things start coming out and and. And, and then you're, you're forced to say, well, that's all irrelevant. If it's irrelevant, then why did you bring it up to begin with? If his character, his lack of an arrest record, as you claim, uh, what he was doing, if all these before the shooting, if all of these things are irrelevant, then why did you bring them up to begin with? See, the person's character only becomes irrelevant later on. But at the beginning, his character is very relevant because you always tell us that this is a great person, never been in trouble, so on and so forth. So in the beginning, you think it's, irre- it's relevant. It only becomes irrelevant when all of the stuff you said turns out to be false. That's what happens. You know, we know Michael Brown. Oh, he's a gentle giant. He was such a great, cuddly, uh, awesome guy. And then we find out that, in fact, he knocked over a convenience store. He, he, he grabbed the clerk by the neck, shoved him to the side. He assaulted a police officer. I mean, all these things come out and, oh, well, that's all irrelevant. Why, why did you say in the beginning that he was a gentle giant who'd never been in trouble in his life? Why did you say that if it's irrelevant? You brought it up. And now we have these two incidents. And again, it's the same thing. We're seeing it happen in real time. Terrence Crutcher. We're told, oh, his car broke down. He was coming home from school. Uh, he was, you know, he's never been in trouble. So compliant. Well, we find out, no, he's high on PCP. He was coming home from school high on PCP. I doubt it. He wasn't coming home from school if he was high on PCP. He was high on PCP. He had PCP in the car. His car didn't break down. He, he, he abandoned it in the middle of the road because he was having a PCP hallucination. He wasn't being compliant. He was, he was refusing to listen to the officers. He was walking away from them while they were shouting orders. So all that stuff is false. And now we're going to hear it again with, um, with Keith uh, Lamont Scott. It's the, the daughter, you know, shoots a video. Says, oh, he's reading a book. No, he had a gun. It wasn't a book. It was a gun. That's not, oh, it's irrelevant. Well, what do you mean it's irrelevant? That's, why did you bring up the book if it's irrelevant? And no, I don't think a gun is irrelevant. It's very relevant. Stop lying. Stop doing that. You're so concerned about the narrative. You're so obsessed with the narrative uh, that you undermine your own position. And this is why people can't take you seriously. You understand? I'm talking to Black Lives Matter, everyone on that side of the equation here. People can't. It's, it's your fault that you're not able to get your message across. It's not resonating, if you noticed. Part of that is because people get kind of upset when they see you uh, burning down buildings and looting and rioting every other day. That's part of the problem. But the other part of the problem is that it's just, we've seen this dozens of times now. Dozens of times where you start painting a narrative and then so quickly, literally within hours, the narrative comes apart when the facts are actually released. And that happens so often that people now are saying, well, you guys are a bunch of liars and we can't trust you. So nothing you say matters. And now people are reacting almost reflexively where um, as soon as, you know, we hear about another one of these shootings and we hear Black Lives Matters all over it. A lot of us immediately take the opposite position from wherever you are. Do you know why that is? Because you lie so much. And so we figure, well, whatever you say, the opposite must be true because you guys are such liars. And that's not, you know, that's, it's, it's, that's probably not the best way to operate. 
because even if a, even if someone's a liar, it doesn't mean that everything they say is uh, necessarily untrue, but it's the boy who cried wolf scenario. And you have cried wolf so many times uh, when it turned out that there was no wolf at all that now people, you know, you come in, you cry wolf, and everyone's like, ah, shut up, go away, go away. And one of these days, there's actually going to be a wolf. And you're going to feel so victimized and so and, 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 and you know, so persecuted when there actually is a wolf and nobody will pay attention to you. But it's your fault. It's your fault because you've lied so many times. You tell so many lies. And that costs you something. It costs you credibility and it costs you trust. And people can't trust you. All right. So stop lying. That's my advice. Stop lying. Stop telling lies. Just stop it. Stop doing it. Stop telling us the guy who's high on PCP was actually uh, coming home from school and his car broke down. And he's just looking for help. And he's, uh, you know, he's, a knight, he's in the Knights of Columbus and he volunteers at soup kitchens. Stop telling us that. He's high on PCP, okay? He's a, he's a, a, a guy in his, 30, in his mid-30s or 40s isn't, isn't on PCP if he's an upstanding pillar of the community. It's, it's pretty much impossible. It's guaranteed that if someone's 40 years old driving home at night on PCP, this is somebody who is not a pillar of the community, who almost certainly has an arrest record, who probably has violence in his past. I mean, all of that is almost certainly true because PCP is not something that normal upstanding individuals partake in, okay? So just stop it. Just be honest and be realistic and give people the full story and then hope that they'll come down where you want them to um, but if you don't do that and you lie instead then nobody will trust you and, uh, that's your fault. okay so that's it all right i'll talk to you guys next time our crew chase salu scott speed everybody <laughs>